Hi, and welcome to episode 111 of the Studio Insider Art Podcast. And welcome to season 12 and the very first episode for 2023. It's just me, Suze, on the podcast today, and I'm doing something a little different. I'm undertaking my painting as a practice challenge this month, and I thought it would be fun to talk you through all the fantastic things I've learned in the first week of my practice month about painting on timber panel and raw linen. Bringing you inside my studio practice in a more practical sense has been something I've wanted to do for ages. So in order to make this chat as rich as possible, I've made a YouTube video about it too. So if you'd like to see the video that accompanies this podcast, be sure to look me up on YouTube under Susan Nethercote and check out the latest video I've posted there. I'll also post that link in the show notes so you can find it easily. I also wanted to let you know that in celebration of the February challenge that I run each year, all my e-courses are 20% off until the 1st of March, 2023. So if you've had your eye on one of them, then simply use the code FEB23, that's uppercase FEB23, at the checkout to claim your discount. You can go to susannethercottestudio.com forward slash online dash classes for all the details on my classes, and I'll also leave a direct link in the show notes. Okay, now let's get on with the episode. I'm Suze Nethercott, and this is the Studio Insider Art Podcast, where I open up about what it's really like to be a professional artist. Whether I'm having chats with my studio bestie, Steph, interviewing inspiring creatives or answering listener questions, there's something here for every established and emerging artist. My mission is that my journey will help you feel a bit more at home in your own. Hey guys, and welcome to my studio. If you don't know me, I'm Suze Nethercote. If you are listening on the podcast today, of course, you already know that because you've listened to 111 odd episodes of my podcast, but I am trying something a bit new today. So if the sound is a little bit different, it's because I'm trying out filming a vlog and also getting the audio out of that to put on as a podcast as well. So welcome to my beautiful Studio Insider podcast listeners, and welcome to the 450-odd people that are currently following me on YouTube. Uh, I wanted to check in today because uh, I've been in the middle of my painting as a practice challenge, and I thought it would be really nice to go through step-by-step what I've been doing throughout the challenge as I go along. So I'm kind of partly doing this vlog as for my own benefit because I want to record what I discover in this challenge because it's always so incredibly rich what I discover when I do this every February. Uh, And I thought it'd be fun to bring you guys along for the ride. So here we are, you're in my studio. This is my work table right here. I have it in front of a lovely window. Uh, And this is where I do painting as a practice uh, challenge on this table. So I've got a few things laid out here and I just thought I would run through it so that you can uh, also get a vision of what I'm doing. So if you're not following me on YouTube yet, it's sort of something I've kind of haphazardly posted to and put like e-course trailers and things up on there for quite a few years actually, but I've never really done anything with my YouTube channel. Uh, But I thought it would be really fun to start maybe 
just checking in every now and again, doing a, a podcast episode where I've got vision because I really want to talk about visual things and it's in a way kind of crazy that I have an art podcast in that regard because you can never really see what I'm talking about. Well, you can if you go over and look at the images on the post, but you know what I mean. So what I have here is all the things that I've done in the first week of the challenge. So it's day eight today. So I've completed the seven days of the challenge so far, and I've actually done heaps of things and they're all really new things for me. Uh, and I started off on the first day with substrate play. And to be fair, I actually started substrate play way earlier than that first day because I had lots of ideas that I want to try out. I have another solo exhibition coming up in March 2024, which is quite a distance away, but I really want to work through the year and work through the seasons and kind of reflect on the seasons as I go. So I was really wanting to try out new substrates because I'm kind of visualizing how it's going to look in the space there. Uh, and I'm, I really loved in my last solo exhibition, I played around uh, with painting landscape abstracts, which was a very new thing for me. And I did it on linen. So I really wanted to look at some alternative ways of uh, putting the linen onto a substrate because last time I just really painted on uh, the, I prepared the linen and then painted on it flat on a table and stretched it over stretcher bars as I went. But I really wanted to play around with some ideas there um, to see what I could find. So I might just start there actually um, with the, what I have prepared up with the linen for the challenge. So I've tried a few different things. You can see here I have uh, these framed canvases. And if you looked at my last YouTube video, which, which was exploring unusual substrates, which was the one that I posted on day one of the challenge, you would have seen that I was talking about these uh, aluminium composite panels, which I got from a company called Southern Boy. They are in uh, Mornington Peninsula here in Victoria, and they're an aluminium composite sheet, which are actually recommended by a lot of conservators and things as a really great substrate for board. So I purchased a couple of these pre-framed, you can see them here, they're pre-framed uh, SV boards. They came as a flat gessoed panel. And what I did was try a couple of different ways of um, adhering the linen to the board so that I can actually just work on a board rather than flat on the table and then having to cut it out and then having to stretch it. And it was all a bit of a thing. So the first thing I tried um, was just simply gluing it down onto the panel and uh, having enough distance around the edge, just hold it up there, so that there was like two centimetres that could fold over the edge. So um, I tried out that and I'm really happy with how that's come out. It was, it was a bit fiddly and a lot of work, so I'm not sure that that will be the way that I do it. But the, the thing for me was seeing how well it looked, how good it looked inside the frame and what the edge looked like. So as you can see from this one, um, it's actually looking pretty nice. Um, I like how it continues around the edge. So there's sort of a seamless coming around the corners of the canvas. So I'm pretty happy with that. But I did try another method as well. I tried out simply gluing it down. So there's the composite panel. I simply glued it down onto the surface here. Um, and then I just trimmed it straight. So, um, and then it was a little bit black on the edges. So I just mixed up a little bit of paint to that color and painted it. 
And look, it looks okay in there too. It was a lot less fiddly than doing all the folding and messing around with it. So I was pretty happy actually with how it came up, particularly when I painted the edges. They look super clean and lovely. So I may just do that because it's a, um, a much more, uh, just a much simpler process of putting it on. I also did, as you do, a deep YouTube dive on the topic of how to do this. And uh, one of the people who seemed to be quite the art nerd and had really done his research about how to prepare these panels, he actually did it this way. So I thought, oh, well, I'll give it a go. And I wasn't convinced I'd like it, but I do. I think it's come up really nicely. So that was one of the substrate plates that um, I haven't yet painted on, but that will come later. So that was fun. I also uh, played around with this linen, which um, on, onto one of these round lids that I also talked about in the last substrates video and glued that on. And again, I haven't painted it yet. I've just taped up the edges, but I just think that is super cute. And I'm very excited actually about the round substrate and, and playing with that. So uh, definitely looking forward to playing around with those, particularly with my the abstract landscape style that I paint in, which um, I think will look gorgeous on these. I also have got a few more of these lids that I painted and I used a couple of different products actually. And I just wanted to show you because I tried out these products on both the wood blocks and also the panel. I didn't, I don't actually use one of the products on the panel. But you can see here that the colors are actually quite different in the finish of these. So these ones here, I'm just gonna go and grab those products. So the products that I used were uh, Golden GAC 100, or GAC, I call it GAC, <laughs> which I've seen a lot of artists using to prepare timber panels. So I sort of had kind of thought that will probably be what I end up using, since that's what everyone's using. Uh, and I painted quite a few of these things up. And then I realized they actually came up quite yellow. So this is pine. Um, I'm assuming that this one is pine, although I'm not sure because um, it was a lid from a jar from Kmart. <laughs> um, but I didn't really like the yellowness of how that came up. And I was working on other panels that I'd prepared with that too. And these are pine as well. And look, I don't know that I'd actually use pine necessarily as a substrate. I'd probably, for an exhibition, I'd probably lean toward using timber panels but I had these that came out my dad had all this old timber in his shed um, and I was there over summer so we got to cutting some of it out well I say we really he did it all I'm really bad with a power saw so I just thought well that'll be fun to play around within the challenge and I can just experiment with playing around on the wood uh, but you can see here it also has that very yellow finish which pine can do anyway but the thing that I discovered, which was really interesting and I thought would be really valuable to share with you guys, is uh, I did these ones on this side with Liquitex Clear Gesso. And this is a, quite a different product. The GAC 100 is very glossy and almost like PVA in its consistency. Um, so you get a very smooth finish. 
Whereas the Liquitex Clear Gesso, it actually has an additive to it that's quite grainy. So it gives you a bit more tooth on the surface of the panel, which I quite like because I use a lot of wax pastels and uh, intense pencils and mixed media things that you want a bit of tooth there to pull the pigment off the pencil or the crayon. I did a few of these panels in the Liquitex as well. And look at the difference. I mean, they are so different. The this one is so much paler. It um, it feels better as well. Like it just doesn't feel as shiny. The finish on it just feels really nice. And also you can sand it back if you don't want as much tooth on it. So I'm really glad that I tried those two out because I actually much prefer the Liquitex as my primer. Um, and so I went ahead and primed up my birch panels that I purchased um, as well. And here's a round one too, although I'm really tempted to put the linen on this as well, but that can totally happen down the track. But for today, I will just talk about uh, what I've done in the challenge. So that is the day one. Well, it was more than day one. I did a lot more than that in day one and day and So I obviously prepared a lot of stuff in advance for the substrates and ordered things. So but that was sort of the sum up of that day. And I think that's really valuable stuff that I discovered. Hey guys, just dropping in here with a little reminder that in celebration of my painting as a practice annual painting challenge this February, I'm offering 20% off all my e-courses until the 1st of March. This includes my painting as a practice trilogy, my watercolour e-course Be Like Water and also my most popular mini course Garden of Joy. So if you're looking for some extra inspiration this month be sure to check out all my classes over at susannethercottestudio.com and use the code FEB23 when you check out to get 20% off. That's all in uppercase FEB2323 numerals. This offer ends on the 1st of March, 2023. So hop to it. All the links are in the show notes. Okay, day two, the prompt was first layer fun. So I had a lot of fun painting on this panel here, which you've seen before, because I just had it up before. Uh, and yeah, I just did some really lovely loose layers and my whole thing with the timber uh, and what I've been wanting to try out with uh, this challenge is actually working on timber in a similar way to how I did with my abstract landscapes for the exhibition last year in that I let a lot of the linen peek out of uh, the just different areas of the canvas and had raw linen and I absolutely loved that. There was a really beautiful text textural um, element to that that really, really satisfied me. And I also love sort of muted linen-y tones, so it really sits well with me. So kind of the next obvious thing that I felt like was to explore for me was these timber, doing it with timber, trying it out and seeing how that would work with timber poking out rather than the linen. So that was my first experiment that day, and I also wanted to work really loose and super loose so I had a lot of fun with playing around with that. As I'm saying this, I actually can't remember if I did these on day one or these on day one. Anyway, such is my brain. <laughs> but anyway, I did a very similar thing on both. Yeah, I absolutely loved working on it. I'm not, 
I'm not hugely in love with how it's dried. There's sort of a flatness to this that I'm not quite sure what I'm going to do about yet. I mean, obviously I've done these other collage elements that I'll talk about in a moment. Um, but I guess the thing that I'm not liking about this is the yellowness of the timber. So my next port of call will be to explore it with a birch panel where the timber is much blonder and less of a yellow colour. So that was a great exploration. I should say I, the things I played around with when I was working on this painting were um, I used acrylic paint, um, I used ink tense pencils and I used Caran d'Ache water-soluble wax pastels. So that was super fun. And if you want to see the individual days of the challenge, you can find them in my uh, YouTube shorts just below because uh, I'm posting all of those to Instagram reels and to um, the, the YouTube shorts each day. Well, not each day. I should mention actually that I figured out a few years ago that in doing the painting as a practice challenge, that it was really important to me to not try and do seven days a week because it just became too onerous. It was really stressful trying to keep up with all the family stuff on the weekends, trying to cram in a painting session and then getting the video out. So I decided a couple of years ago to just do weekends, uh, sorry, to take weekends off so that I just paint for the five days of the week and then I don't paint on Saturday and Sunday. So I did keep, skip out the, two of the challenge days. Um, and that's why I call the painting as a practice challenge a soft challenge because I, I don't want anyone to feel like it creates stress in their life. I want it to be fun to turn up to myself. I really have created this challenge for myself and it's something I love to share. So I love to share think, little tips like that with you as well um, to not put that pressure on yourself. And it might be that for you, if you're participating, that doing the weekends and not the weekdays work for you. So it's whatever works for you. And that's what I love about uh, the structure of this challenge being a soft challenge. Okay, moving on. So day three of the challenge was etched. So, and I'm pretty sure this is the one I worked on day three, although I can't um, guarantee that's correct because I get a bit lost in the days. But I'm pretty sure this is what I worked on. Again, it was very, very similar to this one over here that I did the day before. And I find it's always really good to repeat and refine things that you've worked on throughout the challenge a few times to just get to know what you're exploring because this all this loose paint work on the timber and using the uh, mixed media on the timber is... Um, it's not something I've done before. So I just want to repeat that a few times and see how that works. So again, these blocks were prepped in the golden GAC 100. So they have that yellow tone to them, uh, which again, as I've said, I probably wouldn't prepare them again that in, with that, but there you have it. That's what, that's what it is this time. So, and you can see in here, I'll just hold it up a bit higher so I can show you. You can see in here that there's lots of these little etched elements that I just did into wet paint with a skewer. And again, I also used lots of Caran d'Ache water-soluble wax pastels and um, the Inktense pencil as well. Um, I haven't mentioned that I taped all of the edges because I'm guessing that that's pretty obvious from what you're seeing. The green tape around the edges is just a painter's tape. So I just wanted to make sure I keep my edges clean. 
so that was a really fun thing to do again, um, but on a, on a smaller surface. And I should talk about that for a minute because I find it really, really challenging to paint on tiny little surfaces. So I thought, and I've done this a few times with paper particularly, where I actually join them together and work on them as one composition and then pull them apart. And part of the reason I love doing that is uh, it, you get really surprising compositions when you pull them apart and they're not all the same, same. But it also just allows me to be a bit looser uh, and a bit freer because there's just more surface area to play with. So uh, that was a super fun day. And again, I will talk about the other elements on the top when I get to that. So the next, just pop that down there. So Day three was a Friday, which was etched. So uh, I skipped out the Saturday and the Sunday. The prompts for those days were begonia and, uh, and swaying in the breeze. So I skipped those out, although I kind of bummed I didn't do begonia because I'm, I'm working a lot with uh, inspiration from our local begonia festival for this body of work. So I'm, I'm testing out ideas that I have to see if they're going to work out. So I might go back and do that at a later stage. Uh, so I came back Monday and the prompt was a bloom in a stroke. So I encourage you to just pop down below after you've finished watching this to see that YouTube short. And what I was doing was painting um, a bloom in a stroke onto brown. This is acid-free craft paper. I love acid-free craft paper. It's like my new obsession. Uh, I make collage papers with it that I've been using in my abstract landscapes and so I wanted to explore ideas of working with the collage on with blooms and so I took that challenge and I created all of these little smooshy splodges with one drag of I used catalyst wedges these are catalyst wedges they're very cool. They have a textured end, just in case you didn't know what they were. So I used the catalyst wedges and just simply dragged them around in, in a circular motion so that I got a single sort of begonia-shaped flower because that was the photo reference I was working with. And you can see they're just gorgeous. Like the, the effect of the, um, the textures in them are divine. So that was a super fun prompt and I really enjoyed that. And look, I'm not 100% sure that I'm in love with this whole concept of the begonias. I have this, so I'm going to confess something to you, which is kind of probably going to surprise given that I'm a floral painter. I really don't like painted round flower forms and I have avoided them a lot in my work, which I'm not sure why. They just haven't appealed to me for some reason. So the challenge in this challenge for me, I'm really wanting to explore how can I create a, a round bloom shape and texture that pleases me. So this was, and I'm really pleased with these, um, how they came up and they were super fun and easy. So, uh, so that's what I played with for a bloom in a stroke. The next day was paper only. So all I did was cut these guys out. So that was a really, really um, simple, easy thing to do. Um, 
don't really need to tell you apart from that like I try to sort of cut them out so that they're kind of a bit wonky I don't want them to be you know hugely exact I try to keep them as loose as possible and then I just played with arranging them onto the surface of these two panels so the thing with collage is so much of it is about arrangement and getting your placement right so I just played with them for ages moving bits around trying different ones out you can see that I've already stuck these ones down and with these ones I have um, just placed them I haven't done that yet but the the hot tip I have for you for this is when you um, when you're putting them down or just arranging them and you find a really good composition take a photo of it because they always get knocked and moved and blown off so if you've got a photo reference it's always really easy to go back so that was what I did for scissors only and oh sorry paper only scissors only is coming up so I'll probably have another collage day that day and the next prompt that I finished on day seven is this little one here which well, it's not that little so this this one was scribbles so I was really working with remaining really loose on this on this panel and just allowing my I was working mainly with Caran d'Ache water soluble wax pastels and also intense pencils which are these are the Caran d'Ache water soluble wax pastels and these are the intense pencils here in case you're not familiar with those, they're really great for working in mixed media. So I had a lovely time just really scribbling into the surface and um, you can't actually see all the scribbles. I was kind of a bit disappointed after this one because I then went and wet quite a bit of the area and so it's all sort of turned into paint and I'm a bit disappointed with how that worked out. But that's the whole thing. Like if you don't try stuff out, you don't learn. And, and I really wanted to just explore doing a substrate in those really scratchy, scribbly, loose strokes, and then other things are going to happen on top of it, which I don't even quite know what's going on top of this one yet. But I will also mention, uh, I, I actually, after I had put the GAC on this one, I've gone, I don't really like the yellowness. I went over it again with Liquitex gesso, clear gesso, and I actually much prefer the tooth and particularly for working on that mixed media. So that was actually a really good learning for me and something that I also wanted to share with you. So that brings us up to the end of week one, which is seven days of painting. I only did five, but I feel like I've discovered heaps in this, just this one week. And that's why I really wanted to share it with you because I want you to know how powerful doing a challenge like this is. I don't actually think that many people are doing the challenge this year. Um, I've been checking out the hashtag and I'm not seeing a lot of people posting, which is absolutely fine with me because I predominantly do this challenge for myself. But I did want to share with you how valuable carving out a month in your practice can be just to explore new things because this is going to be a really juicy and powerful jumping off point for me uh, with my exhibition preparation and I'm going to have a much clearer idea of what I'm going to be creating in the body of work I'm going to do over the next year as a result of what I've created here. Just even the substrate exploration has been really really important. 
So I hope that has been helpful for you and inspired a few ideas in you. I am, as I said before, pretty new to this whole vlogging thing. I am just trying it out and seeing how it goes. I'm really glad I talked that through with you because now I'm going to be able to look back and remember all the juicy things that I discovered. So thanks for busting in on sort of my private journaling session. Uh, and it's kind of appropriate, I think, for Studio Insider, for anyone that's listening out there um, on the podcast. I don't know how much of this talk has made sense as a podcast because uh, I had visual and I was able to show you. So please do pop on over to my YouTube channel. I probably should have written this down before I got on the video or at susan.nethercote. Anyway, if you search Susan Nethercote on YouTube, you're likely to find my channel and find this video. And I will, of course, link directly to it in the show notes. So you can pop over there. So please do like the video and subscribe if you're liking what you're seeing, because I, I, I love the idea of doing more of these studio insider videos that give you a real inside look into what I'm up to. But I'm not going to know if you're going to want that unless you come over there and check it out and leave me a comment and let me know if it's helpful. Anyway, I'm planning to be back in a week's time. We'll see how I go with that. So make sure you come on over and tell me if you want to see more. Okay, guys, thanks for watching, thanks for listening, and I'll catch you next time. You can always see more of my art over at susannethercote.com, and if you're interested in learning from me or checking out the podcast notes, you can find those over on susannethercotestudio.com. I love hearing your comments and feedback, so feel free to leave a review on Apple Podcasts. And if you like what you're hearing, then why not snap a screenshot and share it in your Instagram stories? Be sure to tag me at susan.nevercut so I can say hi. And if you've got a great idea for a future podcast episode or know someone who you think I should interview, then pop on over to susannethercutstudio.com forward slash podcast, hit the button in the header image to shoot me an email. Catch you next time.